Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Sam's Alternative slash Sam Saturday, four hours of power, podcast three of three, part one. On today's podcast, we'll be chatting with Tim from, of course, Adelaide metal band, Those Left Behind. Of course, Tim's brother, Brendan, joined the podcast last year. Uh, We'll talk about how the band formed, uh, what the response has been like for Mark My Words. We'll also play Mark My Words on part two of the podcast with the music. Uh, We'll talk about their upcoming tour of Victoria on a Friday in Mildura and, of course, Saturday at Whole Lot of Love Bar. Uh, we'll talk about which band they'd like to be the support act for and uh, Tim's three favourite fellow South Australian bands, among other things. So let's get into the podcast interview, I say. Tim, that was my fault on my end. I oh. forgot to put my phone on Do Not Disturb again and when a <laughs> text message comes through, it interrupts the interview, so... Listen. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Do All not... good, mate. All good. Yeah. So before we were rudely interrupted, <laughs> mm. Um, mm. mentioning that um, Brendan, Tim's brother, who is also in Those Left Behind, was on the podcast, I think it was back in October or November last year. It's nearly been 12 months. Oh. Yeah. Wow, is that long ago? Yeah, because I'm looking back through it because I do with Spotify and all that and mm. I was looking through it and I'm like, I thought it might have been like late December and then I looked, no, it's like the 12th of November last year. It doesn't feel that oh, long. Wow. Well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. This is fine. But uh, Brent, Tim was also saying poor Sam had to put up with Brendan in the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, those things happen. I'm surprised you had us back on after. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. You know, these things happen to me. I was saying before I was really um, cut short that this interview with Tim was actually meant to be tomorrow night. So for anyone that's wondering, why is the interview up at 4 o'clock on the Sunday? We've brought it forward a day earlier. So there's no <laughs> issue there. And... Because you've got an interview tomorrow night, so this works in perfectly. I do, and then I've got another one this week. We've got a massive week this week before we uh, get over your way. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you've got a show in Mildura as well as Whole Lot of Love Bar. It's Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, look, we're really looking forward to those. We've been trying to get out to Mildura since 2021. Yeah. And... Every time we've almost gotten out there, there's been a roadblock in the way, uh, you know, between COVID shutdowns and border restrictions. And uh, last time when we were supposed to go over there in January, or was it the first weekend of February? I got COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So every time something's happened, so it'll be good to finally make it over there because we've got, you know, our mates in the Headstone Villains live over there and, you know. There's a whole lot of love for us up in the Riverlands, so. Because the Mildura wouldn't be all that far from Adelaide, because Mildura's right up on the border of. So what? Yeah, um, where where I'm at, it's about three, three and a half hours from. Oh, that's pretty handy. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a Renmark trip for us, basically, or a um, Port Pirie trip. Oh, yep. Because for those who don't know, obviously those left behind are based in South Australia, so it's one o'clock over there, not one thirty. Sam didn't click yeah. there, did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
no easy to get about the time zones. <laughs> well, it's more difficult whether it's Perth or New Zealand because then you got to think either oh, two yeah. hours behind or two hours in front. Adelaide's yeah. not too bad. <laughs> yeah, Adelaide's uh, it's it's neither here nor there. Really, it's that close. Yeah, it's um, it's a nice state, Adelaide. I haven't oh, sorry, nice uh, city, Adelaide. I haven't been to Adelaide in about twenty years. I think was the last time headed over. I think I went to Mount Gambier and then into parts of South Australia and actually got into Adelaide for about a few hours. So, oh yeah, Adelaide goes all right. It goes all right. I've, I've you know, I've grew up and well, been in Adelaide my whole South Australia my whole life. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, um, I'm tempted to go to um, Froth and Fury. I'm looking at oh, it like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've we've all got tickets for it. <laughs> so, we're, we're, we're all looking forward to that one, especially with Sunk Lodo on there. Because, oh, you know, you you guys got Sunk Lodo, but we didn't on their first part of the reunion tour, so we're really <laughs> looking forward to that. I think the band I'm, if I end up going, the band I'm actually looking forward to seeing the most, which is a bit wrong when it's an international band, I actually want to see Suicidal Tendencies more than that. I was about to say, Suicidal is going to be incredible. You know, it's, it's been a long time since they've been down, and they still bring it just as hard as they always have. So, and like a hundred and eight dollars a ticket, and you got yeah, Sunk Lotto, Butterfly Effect, Suicide Tendencies, uh, Red Hawk Mirrors, Ocean Sleeper, Doctor Colossus, like twenty bands for a hundred and eight dollars. You can't go wrong. Yeah, not to mention even the local content you got on there, like Freedom of Fear, Hidden Intent. You know, yeah. um, my homies and vapors. Like, there is some absolute cracking bands on there. You're going to be a massive day. And Pirate Life Brewery is just an incredible place just to visit for a beer. Yeah. Um, but as far as a live venue goes, it's absolutely phenomenal. Mm. You know, it's just a whole other level of, you know, outdoor venue. Mm. Well, I'll have to get over somehow. The tax return hopefully will take care of that maybe. But, yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess. Hello? 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, cut out. It didn't disconnect me this time. That's all right. (laughs) I'll just couple (laughs) over the basis, don't worry. If people hear me talking to myself and no one's on the other and it's not me going crazy. It's covering the dead air, which generally there isn't much. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but um, of those left behind, if you haven't checked them out or if you're in the Mildura area or Melbourne area next Friday and Saturday and got nothing happening, go check out those left behind at one of those shows. Cause, um, yeah, if you've got something up. happening, you can bail on that. <laughs> Bloody work. I go from working not a Saturday for two weeks and then double whammy Friday and Saturday, both working. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I miss the hospitality industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, but Saturday night's been pretty quiet at the moment. So I'm just holding out a bit of hope given it's winter. Oh, and yeah. this time last year, I reckon a Saturday shift got cancelled. So I'm just holding out Ooh. a bit of hope. 
But um, yeah, that's going to be an insane lineup. Whole lot of love because you got Grave Risk, Ransom Review, Priorities, and Pendle Hill who have now replaced um, Rise from Ashes because one of their members is sick, I think. So, hello, 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 hello. You there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. My phone's on Do Not Disturb, so why is it I can hear you and then you drop out for some reason? That's odd. That's odd. (laughs) (laughs) This never happens with interviews. What is it? What's going on? Anyway. Technology, (laughs) mate. Got to love it. So, yeah, the Saturday night is... um, of course, Grave Risk, Those Left Behind, Priorities, Ransom Review, and was um, Rise from Ashes, but unfortunately I saw that one of their members has got illness or something, so Pendle yeah. Hill has replaced them. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Um, so really looking forward to that. We, um, mm. we, we actually had priorities down this way last oh, yeah. year for a show in the um, Adelaide Hills. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> And that was that was so much fun hanging out with those guys. It's, um, we actually tried to play with them again last year when we came over, <clears throat> but we just couldn't line it up. So I was like, oh, this year it's just a slam dunk to try, you know, hook up with those lads again. Yeah. So, mm, no, mm, got a lot of love for those lads. Yeah, they're really good blokes, the guys from Priorities, are. as are the guys from Ransom Review, I know pretty well, so... Yeah, yeah I'm have... looking forward to meeting him and like um, Grave Risk little two song they released uh, earlier on this year. That absolutely belts. So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, and Pendle Hill are pretty good. I saw him a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne, and yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard lots of good things. So they haven't got anything recorded yet. So hopefully they put out something soon. But yeah, I've heard lots of good, you know, things about them. So really looking forward to catching them. Mm. And I think um, there's a lot of un, you know, unknown bands here in Australia at the moment, Tim. Like, there's the obvious ones that everyone knows, but there's a lot of very underrated metal bands from all across Australia, not just here in Melbourne, like South Australia. Oh, yeah. Earth. yeah. Yeah. New South Wales are a cracking scene as well. And like, there's a, a lot of stuff ready to just start popping off soon, mm. that's for sure. South Australia, that scene at the moment, I think, is the best I've seen it. And it's just like everyone's coming from nowhere from South Australia. I mean, Sons of Erebus dropped Depravity, their debut single on Thursday. It's like, where has this band been? Like, <laughs> I actually gave them their first show last year. Yep. Yeah, same, same with the Broken Loose Boys as well. So. Um, because I, I, I don't know if you know or not, but I used to do a lot of promotion down here as well. So, yep. and I, I love giving you know new bands their first crack out of the gate. So, yeah, the Sons of Era, the Depravity is just ab- an absolute belter. Yeah, it's just, now, I don't know. Funny, you hear it so many times live, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's sick. But then you hear it recorded properly, and you know, you don't have all the extra background noise and stuff. It's like, oh. <laughs> that is an absolute rager. I think that's so. second most played song in the last few days. I think on my Spotify's Depravity. 
I don't even know what yeah, number no, one is. But anyway. No. <laughs> it's the Venga Boys or something like that, isn't it? Oh, shit. You've opened a can of worms there, Tim. <laughs> or, or, or are you still grieving not getting Tay-Tay tickets and, uh, you know, just cranking her back catalogue? Oh, no. Sam's dirty laundry is getting exposed. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first right, time on <laughs> we, we all we all have our guilty pleasures, right? See mine, it's not great. <laughs> See my guilty pleasure. It's not even really a guilty pleasure. It's just something really different to what I listen to. My guilty pleasure is actually the Beastie Boys, which isn't even really oh. a guilty pleasure. Oh, gotta love the Beastie, especially that's, that's, old school. That's, that's, you should never feel guilty about listening to the Beasties. <laughs> nah, nah. nah. No, you're talking to a guy who grew up on, you know, um, New York hardcore gangster rap and new metal, so. <laughs> Sorry. And, and think... you know, the 90s, the 90s grunge punk scene, so. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, just remember, was it Sabotage, the one when they're dressed up like Miami Vice oh, PD? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, a, what a video clip that was. I love. I'm a big fan of the song, but the video clip's even better. It's just oh yeah, the video clip just sells it. <laughs> and of course, fight fear right. That's probably my favourite video clip of the Beastie Boys when they're having that house party, and then the guy gets a pie in the face at the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one is absolutely brilliant. I mean, the Beastie Boys have always done some pretty fantastic video clips, though. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you even look back at the intergalactic video clip. Yeah, that was that was very very good. That video clip and body moving had a pretty good video clip too. Probably, yeah, it did. It did. I mean, like, yeah, they just they are they were one of those bands that just managed to hit a whole new level. But you know, the the crossover infusion they were doing, you know, they had to do something to get themselves out there a little bit more, and you know, because. Yeah, the people who like who loved rap hated them. And the people who hated who loved punk and rock hated them. So they had to find their own crowd in between, sort of thing, when they first started. And I think the other thing with Beastie Boys is that, um, for those that don't know, the rap hip hop scene is dominated by African American um, bands, and I think Beastie Boys were sort of the first band that was a white hip hop rap group. And I think that's what stood out for me more than anything is that these guys are trying to put, you know, these um, Caucasian bands on the map as hip hop or, uh, mm. you know, rap bands sort of thing. And yeah, so yeah. I think, yeah, great 90s band. And sadly, only, oh, yeah. I think there's only two of them left now because one of them passed yeah. away a few years ago. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sad. Mm. Yeah, so the last few years haven't been good for uh, musicians passing, especially in the metal yeah. scene. Yeah, but I mean, uh, part of the problem though is yeah, uh, all, all the people we grew up listening to, they're all getting old. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, the, the older we get, the older they get too, unfortunately. Yes. Uh my nephew turned 18 the other day and I was just like, that really starts to make me feel old because I don't think 37's old, but then if your nephew is nearly half your age, it makes you feel old now. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I hit my 40th last year, so that, that made me feel abundantly old. <laughs> uh, uh, 40's not old, it's still young, I think. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's new 39. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Well, we've covered 15 minutes without mentioning anything about actually Tim's band. So, <laughs> uh, we, we, we're talking about the fact we're coming over, so there's something. Well, yeah, well, sorry, the two gigs that are coming over. That, that um, might have gotten a couple of people's interest. Yeah. <laughs> please come to our show. If you're oh, well, please, someone, yeah. someone, please come to our show. If you're listening to this, please do go. It's not me saying this. This is Tim saying this. This is Priority saying it. Go to the gig if you're not doing anything Saturday night. Just like we 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 saw the play sold out with us and dead weights and the orphan and stuff last year. So you know we got to got to yeah dead weight couldn't do it because their drummers over in uh, Europe at the moment. So we're going to hook back up with those boys soon. But yeah. Yeah, so now now there's a bit of a challenge, you know, <laughs> down to the punters to, uh, yeah, yeah, help us sell this one out. <laughs> well, whole lot of love bar shouldn't be too hard to sell out, given it's like the second smallest venue in Melbourne. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know, no, last time, last time we were over, we couldn't believe how many people actually crammed in there, and like, it was incredible. Like that show was actually. Hello? 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 You there, mate? Yeah, I'm there again. I don't know what happened there. Oh, no. I think it might be my I think it might be my screen falling asleep. Oh, it's Sam's phone for a change. (laughs) (laughs) But you were Um, saying about, yeah, the last time you were over at Whole Lot of Love. That was so. That was um, the third out of five shows that we did when we were over there, and yep. it was absolutely insane. Like it's, it's actually up in our top shows that we've ever played. Like there was bodies just flying everywhere, and everyone was super into it. You know, we had mic grabs going on, and circle pits, and you know, one of the craziest walls of death we've ever seen. And yeah, it was. Just, yeah, if you've ever been, if you've ever been a whole lot of love, you know how small it is. So, a wall of death doesn't really go um, left to right in there. It goes say, front. It, it goes. It goes front to back. I was going to say there wouldn't be much room to sort of do it. Um, no, so, so, so what? So what everyone actually did, they actually went front to back. Because <laughs> like. It isn't no no. I reckon there is something smaller than whole lot of love in Melbourne. I actually think there is a venue smaller than whole lot of love, but I haven't been there well, yet. So that the, the, the um room in it last chance wouldn't be that much. Be, it would be about the same size as the room in it whole lot of love. Yeah, and the um we oh, played no, last chance as well, and that was fun. Yeah, the last yeah. chance is tiny. Now, but now bad decisions. Cool That's... as venue, but that was a small room. <laughs> and a bitch to get up to as well. Those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, their um sound and lighting rig in there and stuff was absolutely phenomenal. A really cool venue. We were we were impressed by that place. 
I actually really enjoy bad decisions. Like every time I've been there, like the staff are always, you know, they say, oh, hi, how are you? You're here to see Ben, grab a drink. You know, they're always welcoming. Mm. It's yeah. just it's just those stairs. And I know it's an easier said than done problem to fix, but it's just frustrating. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I've seen and played worse. <laughs> once, <laughs> once upon a time here in Adelaide, we had this one venue called Breakers and then it was called The Rocks. Then it was The Underground for a bit and then it was High Ground for a bit. And it was also Lizard Lounge for a bit as well. Um, but it actually had this set of stairs that was massive. Oh. All right, literally a three-tier set of stairs as well. Far out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the worst thing was it was, a, it was a carpeted set of stairs as well. So at the end of the night, trying to take a drum kit or a cab down that. Oh, no, that's not going to end well. Nah, uh, it, it was, yeah. I still remember one night actually seeing one of my mates drop their bass drum down it and the way it was just too Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Don't envy musicians doing that sort of stuff like carrying, um, you know, drum kits or bass oh. amps or anything oh, upstairs. <laughs> This is where most of the venues over your way, they have it right. Is they, you know, most venues have their own house backline. It's absolutely brilliant. Except well, we for, thought it was amazing when we went over there. There's one place worse than bad decisions, steps wise. And, and again, like bad decisions, the sound, the lights, amazing. But to get to the actual stage, I reckon mm. you've got to walk up at least four or five flights of stairs. And it's Oof. just like, oh, it's like there's that a lid, like, but it's broken half the time. It's just like, <laughs> that actually <laughs> sounds like the uni bar in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I should stop ratting out uh, venues in Melbourne. They might listen to this and say, oh, put a do not let this person in the venue sign on their door now. This, ah, <laughs> uh, they'll probably forget after, you know, a couple of months. You'll be right. And they probably they probably get it all the time anyway. There's probably people that are complaining about the stairs all the time. Well, the other thing is, it's part of the reason why they've probably got such great sound and um, lighting systems. You know. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we probably should get into some questions, Tim. Yeah, sure. As much as I've sure, chatted about everything, um, so. I don't know what questions I asked Brendan last year, and I don't know what's already been covered. There's a few new ones, like, obviously, there's going to be, like, what's the response been like for Mark My Words and Mm -hmm. a few other questions. But, um, yeah, what the deal is, I just asked some questions about those left behind. And then at the end, Tim has the chance to ask the interviewer the hard-hitting questions. So, yeah. And oh, after right. last week's ones, this could get very interesting, I reckon. <laughs> All right. All so, right. shoot. Uh, uh, how did those left behind form as a band? Uh, so, myself and our original guitarist were in another band um, that unexpectedly kind of just fell apart a little bit. So, we 
yeah, kind of started this up. We, did, we, we kind of didn't really let the stop, let it stop our momentum. We just kind of started writing for this and working towards this and everything like that. Um, that was in 2000, toward, oh, toward the middle of, end of 2018. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we just kept working at it, got in some, you know, some fresh faces and all that sort of thing. And then finally hit the stage uh, in 2020. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, about uh, three weeks after we were uh, we played our first show and had a, another five shows booked, um, all of the COVID stuff happened. Ugh. So that kind of grounded us for a bit. Um, gave us a bit more time to polish up um, some newer songs and also finished getting our uh, first release recorded and the videos done, which we actually did the two videos off of that uh, for Cross the Bear and the Dark Passenger at my workplace, the Exchange in Gawler. One was in the basement and one was on the dance floor. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's just kind of kept building and evolving since then. Yep. Mm, mm. Well, and obviously, the Sam probably asked a stupid question because, of course, Tim and Brendan being brothers, they sort of already knew each other before they joined those yeah. little ones. <laughs> well, yeah, was the interesting thing was that Brendan didn't actually join until um, April last year. Well, so he's only April been just over 12 months. Yeah, same with Wade, our bass player. Yeah, today yeah. is actually one year since Wade's first show with us. Ah, so mm-hmm. they're, they're the new ones, the new. Yeah, they're, they're the new lads. Um, myself, Kai, and Glenn have all been in the band since. Um, well, so Glenn and Kai joined because we lost a couple. We lost a member, drummer, during all the COVID stuff. Um. And after that, Kai joined as a second guitarist and Glenn joined as our new drummer. And so it's, it's been the three of us pretty hard for the last, you know, three, three odd years. And so, I mean, yeah, like that, that was just a nuisance what you were saying that like you had all these shows lined up and then that dreaded C word came into effect. Yeah. Uh, in the last yeah. three years, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it's good to see now, though, like it's sort of since pre-COVID, there's a lot of gigs happening all around Australia, not just here in Melbourne. Like there's heaps in Adelaide, Sydney, Brisbane, Perth. Like it's really good to see. Mm, mm. Oh, no, it's great. Um, You know, things have definitely started to get back to normal-ish again. You know, Mm. not that things were super normal to begin with, but. You know, and the bands that worked hard during that period are definitely, you know, it shows. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think the music that's being released now from these bands is, like, the best I think I've seen. Like, these bands, even the big bands are releasing some of their best content yet, and you just think, Mm. you know, this band's been big for 15, 20 years, and now you're seeing even better music from them, which, oh, like, yeah. Motionless and White, I mean, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. yeah, perfect example of that. I mean, 
their mm. latest album was amazing. And mm. yeah. No, I agreed. Agreed. I mean, the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, the bars being raised I mean, because a lot of people, you know, COVID kind of changed and forced everyone to, you know, start recording themselves and doing a lot more pre-production, putting a lot more thought into what they actually released. So I think that kind of was a bit of a game changer for the entire industry. It kind of made everyone not just have to work a little bit harder, but also just refine what they were doing because they actually had the time to sit back and start refining what they were doing. Yep. Mm. Because mm. yeah, when that didn't happen, like when COVID wasn't around, like trying to get three, four, five members of the band available at the one time to record music or um, do a tour, like a lot of planning has to go into that for it all to work. So, well, yeah, not to mention, you know, a lot of those bands would be on tour 10 to 11 months of the year. Yes. Yeah, so. You know, whereas now most bands are touring, you know, like especially a heavy touring bands are only touring nine months of the year and making sure they have a bit more time off. Mm. You know, everyone's kind of taking care of themselves a little bit better and actually making better use of their time, their downtime. Yep. So, you know, everyone's just putting, you know, on one hand, everyone else is releasing absolutely cracking stuff so the bars been risen but you know people also liked being able to work on their stuff at a better more uh, reasonable pace mm. if that makes sense yeah no definitely so, I mean, Die Art's a perfect example of that I think their next album will probably be you know one of their best releases you know the first two singles have been absolutely insane it's it's just yeah, it's and when there's just so much music that's being released, like you, mm. you think there's going to be a down period somewhere. Like I thought, okay, the hype around July and the first half of 2023 was big. I was thinking, all right, August is going to be a quietish month, and then I look yeah. at who's releasing new music, and I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to be quiet by a long yeah. stretch. Yeah. It's the month of singles and absolute craziness, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, just the last week, I mean, as we've mentioned already, Sons of Erebus dropped Depravity. I mean, Russian Novel mm-hmm. dropped their new single, Drastic mm-hmm. Park, OJ. There's been a whole heap just dropped new music. It's like... Oh, they have. You had Static drop Gasoline as well and um, Guilt Trip. Dropped an absolute uh, from over in the UK. Dropped an absolute rage this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that one's definitely hitting to my top ten listens already this week. It's just and it's like... only been out for three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my and no was... piece, no piece is missing. Local boys from over here, no piece. Their new single, Iconoclast. Oh, <sighs> that is you know if, if you love a bit of. Um, OG sort of hardcore with some two-step in it. Oh. I, I, think to, I think they're coming to Melbourne next week, I think. Yeah, they are. They're there for a midweek show before they shoot off on their um, Southeast Asian tour. That's right. I knew I'd heard that band No Peace and a 
gig coming up somewhere, and I know where it yeah, is. Yeah, they're playing with Fever Shack. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. So, which another quality release this year? <laughs> Raw Dog and Reality is an absolute blinder of an album. That one. <laughs> no, it's been a and blinder of an album name too. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very very good start to 2023. For those that don't know, oh, yeah. also. Um, those left behind came in in the best songs of twenty twenty three so far. Fifty four, I think. I, I, did, I did see that. Thank you very much. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. We were happy to see that because it's Could been a quality year. So mm. there, there is an end of year countdown coming up later in December. Mark my words, might even better its position than last oh, countdown. Well, well. I'll let you in on a little secret. We've, we've probably got a little bit of a something, something dropping in October too. So, oh, breaking, uh, breaking news yet? <laughs> oh, we 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 we've been teasing it a little bit. But we didn't say when. Um, yeah, we're looking at the end of October for the next. Oh, uh, yep. Hmm. Mm. So that's going to be. A, we're looking forward to that. We recorded that one with Jack Hartley again, and um, yeah, it's it's sounding. Massive, absolutely huge. Oh, be keeping be a, a very cool little cheeky um, something something as the B side to it as well. Oh, uh, yep. Mm, mm, mm. Well, on the topic of mark my words, because we mentioned it a couple of times mm. in that two minutes. What has the overall response been like for mark my words? Yeah, really good, really good. Um, it's a song that has always gotten a great response live for us. So, yeah, it kind of seemed like a bit of a no-brainer to make it a single when we started drum tracking, you know, this last set of recording stuff. Um, and, yeah, we've been really happy with it. We did a video for it ourselves, and Hardcore Worldwide has just absolutely helped out so much with getting that out there. And yeah, it's it's just been a stop, solid, steady ride um, mm. off of that one. You know, people ever since we started playing that song live, people have always loved it. But once we got it out there, it really, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, we we get rowboats and all that sort of thing and circle pits going on for that one. So <laughs> you, you can't be unhappy with that. Oh, rowboats. Every time I hear rowboats at a gig, I keep thinking of Amon and Martha not fest this year where they got everyone to sit down. And that, do was, that, was, that was impressive. <laughs> I, I still remember the first rowboat I ever saw or had for one of my bands was actually back in 2013 with my old band, Strength of a Bear, and we were literally playing this warehouse show at the end of a weekender, <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, there's dudes on the floor literally doing a rowboat. And to one of our breakdowns, like, oh my god, that is amazing! <laughs> uh, the things you see in a boss pit or a oh. circle pit. <laughs> oh, mate, mate, it was it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, I thought I'd say that all at a gig until last night. And I've got to be careful how I word this. And I think it's great that the venue is open to everyone. But I was wondering why there weren't more people at the front near the stage. And I looked mm -hmm. down and there's actually a person 
in a wheelchair at the front of the stage watching the band. Oh, yeah. I was like... That's awesome. I've seen it at gigs. I've never seen that. But I think it shows that, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, in a wheelchair or disabled or... Oh, yeah, mate. I've I've got carry wheelchairs, people in wheelchairs (laughs) upstairs and stuff like that. Like my my work, um, Enigma Bar here in Adelaide, you know... We were, we were always doing things like that to help people get in the shows. You know, I was always going to see people in wheelchairs crowd surfing. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's good, and I'm glad venues are open to that as well because, you know, yeah. you can't discriminate, obviously can't discriminate against people who have. Oh, well, everyone is a rotten mosh. Yeah, and also, oh. I mean, yeah. But um, yeah. just on... Um, topics of discussion because I did see your post and I didn't know whether to bring it up or not because um, of obviously what happened but that thing that happened at the gig last week where that dickhead who was you know, oh, a bit yeah. of a controversial subject that one yeah everyone's was- a bit divided on that one look you know like most bits of fun Everything like that, you know. I, I'm I'm an old school hardcore kid myself, but we always kept it to us and what was going on in the middle. Mm. You don't sit there and start swinging and throwing cracks at, you know, women and children standing along the side. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's... these two people were literally standing against the wall. They couldn't get any further away from the pit. That's yeah. That's so wrong. Like yeah. I... I don't mind the moshing and all that, but if you're making people feel uncomfortable, then fuck off. I mean... Well, not to mention, if you walk into a place just looking to punch somebody, like, it's not what it's about. No. No. Yeah, there's always been a certain level of violence to the sort of music Mm. that we play. And, like, we love seeing people throw down the pit. But... Literally just walking in to start hitting people is just stupid. You know, it's, it's not what it's about. It's not, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't understand it myself. It's no. just absolutely, you know, it's the sort of thing that needs to start being called out because, you know, nobody should feel, sit there and go, oh, yeah, I think I'll give that show a miss tonight because, you know, There'll be people there who will literally just be hitting people along the side. Like you should be able to stand. You know, part of the reason why people stand around the side is so they can see. Mm. I'm not a tall fella. No. You know, I'm, 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 you know, not a tall guy. If I want to be able to see, I've got to move. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah, you know, nobody, nobody should be standing there. You know, just watching. Especially if they stand there against a wall. Yeah, it's you know, and have somebody literally start throwing elbows and fists at them. It's, it's just wrong. Yeah. I, I think it is. There's some people out there that think, well, if they're near the wall or standing there and they're not moshing, maybe they shouldn't be at the show. But that's that's not the situation at all. I mean, no, it, people- it never has been. Like you know. If that's your attitude about it, well, you, you really need to rethink why you go on the show. Mm. You know, if, if, you, if your attitude is to go to a show and just to punch someone, then 
well, you know, you, you need to start taking a deeper look inside. <laughs> and like, I don't want to make a point of this, but and it, I know it fucked a lot of people around COVID and all that, but I've yeah. found ever since COVID happened, this stuff is happening more at gigs than what it did before. I'm not saying it didn't happen before at gigs, before COVID, but since COVID, I think people think, oh, I've got the right to do anything. I'm not sure it's so much COVID. It's more reflective upon society in general than it is upon COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people... You look at how many more people are stealing cars and breaking into people's houses and things like that than what there used to be. Mm. You know, it, it, it's more society's become more entitled for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, and things were starting to move that way before, you know, COVID happened and stuff. It just didn't help the situation at all. No. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's not on. So if you do it at any shows, yeah, venues, they need to act on it straight away because no one wants to go to a gig and feel uncomfortable. No, and band members don't want to have to kick people out because, you know, the venue's not looking after it either. Mm. So you can go to a gig and have fun, just don't act like a dickhead, pretty much. Don't hit people that are, you know, there just to watch. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Just, 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 you know, if you and your mates are in the pit, cool, go for it. But just don't hit people that are literally standing against the wall watching. No. And no it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, it makes sense to most people not to do that, but some people obviously <laughs> don't think that, oh, but that's their oh, opinion. They won't get oh, into many funny. venues, obviously. Well, yeah, you know, I I think you'll start seeing venues. Have, venues have started cracking down on it a bit more mm. because people are just getting sick of it, you know, and venues aren't silly. They notice numbers starting to dwindle because of, you know, certain things. Mm. Yeah, you no, work in the industry yourself. You, you know, you know, venue managers and stuff, they watch that sort of <laughs> as hard as they can because at the end of the day it's the difference between being able to pay next week's wages and not. Yep. Yeah. It is good though to see that like the last few gigs I've been to I have started to notice there are a lot more people turning up, especially midweek gigs here in Melbourne I've seen. There's been a whole heap of them turn up and it's just like Mm. this is good because the midweek one is always the hardest one because people probably have work the next day and on the day of the gig. So yeah, well, we, we were thoroughly impressed with that Thursday night show. The response to that night was fantastic, um, especially given that Jurassic Park also announced a show for the same night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to Sorry. do that, didn't I? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those things you sit there and you announce a show, you know, a few months ahead, and it's like, yeah, we'll be sick. And it's like, ah, oh, cool. So, yeah. But that's just is what it is. You know, you, you try to organise a show with no clashes, you yeah. never organise a show. 
Like I look I look at the twenty eighth of next month, I was like, all right, here's the gig I'm going to be going to. There will be no clashes. So Drastic Park announced at the twenty eighth, and then not even twenty four hours later, the signals sedative and dissect show the same day in Melbourne. It's like Yeah, I saw oh. I saw that get announced uh, last night, yeah. And I'm a, I haven't seen sedative or dissect. I've seen signals, but I really want to see sedative. And now I've got the issue of who do I go and see now? Yeah, yeah. That just keeps happening at the moment, though. You know, like, yeah, because every, everyone's getting out so much harder and playing that, you know, the clashes. I mean, it's well worse over your way than what it is over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know how far Bergie and Cactus Room. I know they're both in Melbourne, but I'm thinking mm. they're probably not as close as a couple of other venues. Like if it was Bad Decisions and the Evelyn, or Bad Decisions and the Workers Club, you could work around it. But yeah, or even um, what's his name? Uh, well, we're playing a whole lot of love, and uh, what's his name? Um, the bendy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. if that was the case, that would be fine because they're mm. a similar area. Like, they're a bit of a walk, but at least it's not too far. So, whether yeah. it's a suburb or two away, it's like, yeah, it might not be logistical yeah. to get to both. No, no. Especially over that way with the way traffic is and stuff. You know, you can sit there and hop in an Uber, but even, well, sometimes it's, it's longer to sit there and hop in a car than it is to uh, hoof it. Yes. So if there was Stay Goldenbergy band room for those two gigs, that would be doable because they're both in Brunswick mm. and both on Sydney Road. That would yeah. be doable. But... Mm. <laughs> uh, things don't tend to line up that way too often, mate. No. Uh, <laughs> and I really want to see Down and Out because I missed them last time they were over here. So it's sort of mm. a difficult one. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, we should actually probably move this on a little bit because um, Tim's got to yeah, get I, to I, I, yeah, I'm going to head to the footy in a bit. <laughs> we won't mention who's team. <laughs> Yeah. Your team's doing a lot better than my team, Tim. I can tell you that right now. Not in the last three weeks, we're not. <laughs> we haven't played good in no, about four, three years. Four weeks. Oh, okay. I'm not wrong. <laughs> Look, you're in a rebuild phase, isn't it? Yeah, rebuild of four years we've been in. That's not. Yeah, well, now with the coach and stuff, you rebuild it from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, we just, we need oh, about oh, four years. I was about to say, at least your salary cap's been, you know, loosened a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, post season you might be able to get you guys. You guys might be able to have yourself some luck. Yes. Yeah, and I was going to have like, this year's uh, post season draft going to be a real interesting one, I reckon. Because mm. I think you're going to see a few coaches go to unexpected clubs and things like that. And yeah, it sounds like going to be a bit of a shake up post season, I think. And Hardwick's a big talk at point. Will he be at Gold Coast next year? 
Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll power try to do a sneaky power play on that one. Yeah. No. But he, I think Hinkley's done pretty well. I think a lot of people are criticising him because he hasn't got the big um, success that, a, say, Damien Hardwick or an Alistair Clarkson has got. But Yeah. Um, the, the, the biggest thing is, though, with Hinkley is he's had 10 years to do it. Mm. You know, at some point... You've got to sit there and say, right, we've, we've, we've tried to let it run its course. Mm. But, you know, at some point you're going to sit there and go, this just isn't working. Like, mm. something, something there isn't working. Well, you know? I mean, the, the talent's there for Port, though. Like, you're young players. Got, well, we've got one of the deepest lists in the entire, you know, league at the moment. Mm. Mm. I think you're... The only issue with Port at the moment, I feel, is the forward line and ruck stocks. I just think if Dixon goes down, obviously. Oh, Dixon's out for the rest of the year now. Yeah, and so Marshall's good, but I think mm-hmm. you need someone like, in the case of Geelong, when they've got Cameron and Hawkins, if Hawkins goes down, you've got Cameron. Port. Oh, look, I, I, I reckon we need to give Fantasia another, another run. Um, mm. I don't think we've given Narco enough chances there either. And Ollie Lord is showing a lot of potential too. Mm. 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 But we'll see. We'll see. Yes. Yeah, it all plays out. And what they say, it's best to peak sort of um, in the last two or three rounds of the season and not early in the year. So, I mean, yeah. you know. It's different in September. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it'll be very interesting to see how the next three weeks go. That's for mm. sure. Mm. No. Mm. I think I know where North are going to finish on the bottom. Well, we're not on the bottom. We're 17th still. But I was about to say, you still got a little bit of percentage keeping you off of that bottom tier. <laughs> not much. I think that 171-point loss is what's keeping us off the bottom that West Coast got dealt by Sydney. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. If they managed to knock you guys off a wooden spoon, well, I, I would be quite shocked. Quite shocked <laughs> indeed. Uh, we could sit here and talk for 20 minutes about the footy if my team was oh, doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, well it, it is one of those things. It's that time of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got a two, yeah, probably two more questions, and then uh, Tim quickly, if he has any questions he wants to ask me, can follow sure. my way. Uh, so, the one of the questions is uh, if you could be the support act for any band in Australia or the world, who would it be? I've been rattling this one around my head for days and it literally changes day to day <laughs> um, I would love to support Die Up because they are one of the elite bands, especially live they just can't be touched they are absolutely incredible yep um, 
Parkway would be incredible as well because it's one band I've never gotten to play with even back in I, I still remember the first time they came to Adelaide I've been too good for that year. <laughs> you know um, and Electric Callboy that would be fun yeah I, I think Hickons with those guys would be quite interesting That'd be pretty sick. If people haven't seen the Electric Callboy um, costumes and their stage set, you're missing a lot. I mean... Oh, I can bring on November. Bring yeah. on November. I'm so, I'm so peeved that I missed them at Good Things. Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I miss them as well. I, I can't wait to see them down. So... Damn, why did I go for dinner when Electric Callboy and No Effects were on? That was a stupid time. Oh, you missed No Effects as well. Ouch. Ouch. It's just like... Uh, One thing I'm spewing I missed about uh, not getting to go to Good Things is, you know, (laughs) because I'm sure No Effects will tour once again, but it probably Mm. won't be for at least another 10 years. No. No. Never say never, but yeah, probably another decade at least. Till, yeah, um, I, I would say, you know, until they they want to do it again. Yeah, and a lot of bands do take a hiatus and then come back, so it wouldn't be, especially in the punk scene. I mean, mm. well, that's yeah. it. That's it. You know, um, yeah. The so fingers crossed. Or if I, I will be hoping. Yeah, on that one. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you know I've been about five or six times and they are amazing. Yeah. I haven't mm. actually seen them. I love their music though. Like I loved um Punk and Drublick and um Pump Up the Valley and probably my two favourite albums. Oh probably. yeah, cracking album. Yeah. 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 That and um Song on Thanks for All the Shoes would be mine. My top three. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and the fucking kids EP, because fucking kids yeah. is on it. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around for years, though, no effects. Like, late 80s they started in. It's like... Yeah, 86 or 87, I think it was. It's a 40 years nearly. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. But and they, punk... they kind of haven't really stopped the entire time either. No. But punk bands have a tendency to do that, Tim, where they've been around for a long time. Like, you think of bands like Pennywise and Dropkick Murphys and Body Jar even, those sorts of bands that have been around, you know, 30-plus years nearly. I was about to say, even Strung Out, who are down next month, I think. Yeah, they've been together for 30 years. I think next month is their 30th anniversary. (laughs) It's crazy. Makes me feel really old because I've been listening to them since like their second album came out. But oh, what makes me feel old when I um, heard that Rage Against the Machine self-titled turned thirty years old this year? That makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck! Yuck! All right, cool. That's another nail in the coffin for me. Right, 30 years. Like, Killing in the Name came out when I was seven. It just... Like, Corn self-titled album says 30 years next year. That that does not feel like 30 years since self-titled by Corn. No, nah, it does not. That's the same as Sepultura Roots. Yeah, like, 
best. Oh no, I'd still think second best Sepultura album, Roots. But yeah, I'd put it on, I'd put it on par with um, Chaos. <laughs> See, I'd say probably Chaos AD still my favourite Sepultura album. Just mm. not by much, but but mm. yeah, I do love um yeah Roots is a great album. I love the title track that rots bloody rots. Yeah, but I don't sound anywhere near as good as Max Cavalier, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Maxi. He's fantastic. Obviously in Soulfly as well and Cav for mm-hmm. Lyric Conspiracy. Oh, I, love, I can still remember when Nailbomb's album came out. I've missed a band there too. It was in a fourth band. It was Cavalera, um, Soulfly, Sepulture. I've missed someone. Nailbomb. Oh, that- that band he was with, um, they only did one or two albums. The guy from Dillinger yeah. and Every Time I Die. Yeah, that that was Nailbot. Oh, yeah, that other one. Yeah. So you're speaking for it. Maybe. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They did two albums. My bad. They did self-titled yeah. and then they did a follow-up. Sorry. Yeah. Whereas Nailbomb did Point Blank and Live at Dynamo. That's right. Yeah. Uh, genius Max yeah. oh, absolutely uh, the last question Tim is a South Australian question and this will throw Ooh. me under the bus three favourite fellow South Australian bands you really know how to put the screws to a fellow don't you <laughs> <laughs> You know how many bands I have to work with down here? Um, <laughs> uh, look, at the moment, we've got such a thriving scene. Um, but, like, it literally changes week to week. You know, like, there's that much quality going on and everything like that. Um, I suppose Adam, No Peace is definitely up there. I love those guys. Um, you know, Jesse is doing an absolutely amazing thing with that band. Um, and as, as I told you before, I'm an old school hardcore kid. So, you know, they just, they hit a spot with me. Um, the lads in Broken Loose, who I mentioned before, uh, I've been doing a lot of work with them. I have a lot of time for those kids. They work their asses off. They've got one of the best hustles I've seen, particularly for a young band, you know, um, Absolutely great kids as well, and you know their parents are great, great families and everything like that. You know they're, they're honestly some of the most awesome and genuine people. You know, like I've been lucky enough to work with and spend time with. Ah, another one would be my boys in Storm of Crown. It was funny last week. We were all sitting back at the gig before we played and. You know, every time we play together, which is going to be a little bit before the end of the year, um, you know, we're literally sitting down and there's a whole bunch of shit talk, you know, and a whole bunch of back-in-the-day stuff because they, they're relics, just like myself and my brother and Wade and, and our drummer and those boys in Those Left Behind, are, like they, they've been kicking around the scene for the last, you know, 20, 25 years as well. Mm. 
you know, so we, we all come from similar places. We, we've all, you know, hung out at different points over the years and stuff like that. We've all been in other bands and we've all played together and everything. Yep. So, you know, like they, it's just fun being around people who have shared that they're from where you're from. They've shared the same experiences and, you know, it's just, it's so easy to sit down and hang out with those guys and just, you know, so yeah. I mean, there's so many fantastic bands that I could spend the next three hours listening off bands, you know? So, but yeah, when it comes to people, you know, yeah, they're, they're definitely the groups that I've just, yeah, got so much time for at the moment. You know, I, I've got a lot of love for a lot of bands and a lot of people over here, but um, yeah, those, those three are definitely, that come to mind straight away. So mine's, I don't think any of them that you mentioned are my three favourite South Australian oh, bands. Yeah? Right at the moment, those left behind are definitely one. Gosh, uh, oh, you. <laughs> probably Distored from Mount Gambia are probably... Yeah, yeah. And probably Alt... Just right at the moment, like they seem to be touring with everyone at the moment, like oh, Caskets, Dream and Dreamer. Fire at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, and nice lads as well, except I didn't mm. get to meet Oscar, but I met the rest of the band when they were in Melbourne. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, Daniel just, I don't know how he did it. If I had had food poisoning and a sprained ankle, I, the last thing I would do is get up on stage and perform. But he he was a fucking warrior for doing that because, like, he could have easily just said, nah, I'm not in the mood. Mm. You know, but I mean, he, that's, that's also part of what makes it part of the reason why, you know, they're up at that next level. Mm. Because... Know, just having the balls to do it. Yeah. And I think I listened to a Bance on repeat something shocking and I, mm. I still don't know what my favourite song off the album is, which is really bad. But I, th- oh, I don't know. It's a good one. You've got that many bangers on one album. That's good problem think- that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I feel like every song on that album has something different that brings to the album. And I think first I wasn't a huge fan of ADD because I don't know why I just didn't get the gist of the song as much as, say, Apep or Raph. But now mm-hmm. I'm sort of listening to it more. I'm just like, no, no, I can see what they're doing with all these different songs. They're sort of building it up so it's not all mm-hmm. heavy at the start and all mellow at the end. They're sort of just mixing it up, which is good. Yeah, and it's what it's a nice spread. Mm. You know, a good mix of colour and shade and, you know, Night and day and all that sort of thing. Yep. Mm, mm. But there could be any number of favourite South Australian bands. Higgs Field, Cult Code, mm. Signals, mm. King, I mean, there's, yeah, just heaps of them at the moment. Oh, so, then you think of Sons of Urbis, um, Stuff the Avenue are about to drop a new EP, and that is going to absolutely rip. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be a blinder. Um, same with Shattered Hourglass. Mm. Their new album, I think, is going to be an, another step up for them, which, you know, Raiden is 
at 14, he is one of the most incredible guitarists probably in Australia. That's insane that he's... I'm, I'm, I'm full calling that already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and you listen to the songwriting behind it and stuff like that, it is all so confident. You know, he, he is an absolutely fit, incredible musician, you know, and he's got a very long career ahead of him. Like, he's mm. just absolutely incredible. Yeah, and then you go... Yeah? Oh, what was the song they dropped this year? Shed- oh, Bloodhound, that was it, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that quality was, track. It was a very good track. Mm. And then you've got Exhumanator as well, who are just, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually broke pit requirement for them last time we played with them. Uh-huh. So, uh. so, yeah, I, I broke pit retirement for Exhumanator last time I saw that we played with them. That was... Um, it was a bit stiff and sore the next day after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I've asked Tim all the questions. I'm just um, curious yeah. on the time that uh, Tim needs to leave to get to the footy. So he might. I'll just throw you. Uh, oh, yeah, so I'm already got time for one cheeky question for you. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, top three in Melbourne at the moment. Oh, fuck, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you threw me under that bus, mate. Oh, fuck it, hell. This is going to get even more <laughs> difficult. I like that, though, because that really has to put me on the three best in Melbourne. Oh, shit. All right. I was going to go the obvious ones, but then I thought I say them all the time. So I'm going to go three up and coming bands. Oh, nice, nice, and very diplomatic. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought of that. I was thinking go Ocean Sleeper, Earth Caller, and Void of Vision, but that's been my answer nearly every time I've been asked that. So yeah, yeah. And those bands, I love those three bands, and they're amazing, Mm. but. Oh, yeah. fantastic band. Like, there's a reason why. <laughs> and, well, even though... I was going to say Alpha Wolf, but then the technicality of they're originally from Tasmania. And, yeah. So I'm going to say three bands that are actually from Melbourne and not come over from another state. Yeah. So, sorry, right, so Alpha. <laughs> so out of sheer diplomacy, best three up-and-comers then. All right, best three up-and-coming bands out of Melbourne... Or Victoria, I think uh, North Road. They're from Melbourne. Ooh, I, I, I keep hearing good things about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deadweight Eighty. Oh, they're insane. Love those boys. And I was going to say Future Static, but like Ocean Sleeper, they're actually very well known now. So I can't really say they're up and coming. Future Static. Yeah, look, so, if you said that six weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Dead Weight, North Road. Maybe Priorities. I think Priorities. Yeah, like, nice, nice. I mean, I'm friends with all three of those bands, so it might have been a bit biased there as well, but I I feel like oh, yeah, Priorities man. are one of those bands that are just about to break it big here in Victoria mm. and Australia. 
Mm, mm. Oh, look, all three of those bands are absolutely, you know, have cracking releases under their belts and just good dudes. So, mm. you know, I, I totally get that one. I get it. That's a good answer. I like that, I like that a lot. And the, and the most annoying thing, you know, we've been talking about gig clashing and all that for the podcast, mm. Tim. I'd realised... I've got a show on in Melbourne on the 16th of September and then mm-hmm. only announced last night the Deadweight 80 and um, Get Wrecked and a few other bands are coming to Taralgon, which is literally 45 minutes away from where I live, on the Ooh. same day as the gig I'm going to in Melbourne. It's just like, oh, Ooh. Ah, that's oh, that 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 one's gonna hurt. And just like, shit. like, and I'd already said I was going to the one in Melbourne because one of the guys from the band wants to catch up. I'm like, oh no, this has thrown me under the bus. Oh, oh, just like shit. It's like, <laughs> if, if only you could split yourself in half and be a bofo. Yeah, or one gig was in Morwell, one was in Taralg, and that would have been really helpful, but not um, Stay Golden Taralg, and that's not really helpful. <laughs> that's, that, that's, 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 I know. I used to live in Melbourne. I know where Taralg is in relationship with that. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. No, at just, all. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Unless... Oh, no, Unless they develop portal technology before then, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just realised I was going to say, oh, if one of them was a day gig, I could do both, but then realised they're both night gigs, so that won't work either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof, I do not envy you. No, this is why I make, as I shouldn't say this, but this is why um, being well known in the music scene. When there's a gig clash, there's going to be always a band you're friends with on both those gig lineups, and you're like, "How the fuck do you oh, choose?" With, without doubt, without doubt, it happens to me all the time as well. I, <laughs> you know, like as I said, you know, or, or, in my case, you sit there and you play a show, and then all of a sudden your mate's band announces the show for the same night. And it's like, come on, man! <laughs> like, I, I would have come along to see you, but. We're literally going to be on stage at the same time. Like, really? Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's the one. And it's also good to say gigs are clashing, though, because, and so many happening, because at one stage it might be one a weekend and that was it. Well, yeah, we don't want to go back to that. That's for sure. No, definitely not. No, nah, because it means there's not enough fans. Because A, <laughs> yeah, sure, that what that one or two shows a week is selling out, like, you know, so quickly. But it means there's a lot of people missing out and a lot of bands, you know, especially newer bands who just aren't getting the stage time and experience they need to to keep going. No. Mm-hmm. It's very right. important people listening to this to get out and support live music. It's easy to say, oh, I'll go to the next one. And then something comes up, and but like just getting to one gig a month can even do wonders for the scene easily. Oh, yeah, 
yeah, this is sort of thing that keeps it going. You know, it's part of the reason why I started doing shows in the suburbs out mm. here was to start getting people used to seeing shows again. Definitely. You know, that, that was the hardest thing after COVID. People got used to not going out. Mm. So people were reluctant to say come from the northern suburbs or whatever and go into the city. You know, people didn't want to go into the city on a Saturday night to watch a gig. No. So, you know, we started trying to take the gigs out for them because they had no problem going to their local pub. So I was like, all right, well, let's set the gigs at the shows out for the locals. And then we'll start getting in. People used to going to shows and you get that mindset back of, oh, what's on this, this weekend? I wouldn't mind going to see a show. Mm. Yeah, and then it's been a slow process, but it's finally starting to, you know, pay off. Definitely. Mm, mm. Which is good to see. And, you know, so shows you guys so bounced back real quick, but you guys were on lockdown for that long. That, um, I mean, as soon as people were allowed to go out, they were just going everywhere. I just remember that first weekend that we were allowed out after all the restrictions were lifted, and I'm just like, fuck this, I'm going to the city for live music. (laughs) Nobody stayed home that weekend in Melbourne. You know what I mean? Like, nah, nah, why would you? After six months of not being allowed to go out, like, why would you? Mm. And. You know, it's 30 bucks for five bands. Well, that's the maximum sometimes. Sometimes it's not even half that for the same amount well, of bands. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, ours is, what, 15 for a ticket and then 20 on the door. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Bloody bargain. Yeah. And you'll get to, you might find you'll get to see your new favourite band. That happens a lot. That's it. That's exactly it. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Tim, today. Yeah, I've had a really good yeah. time. We'll have to do it again um, in a few months when the next single drops. Yes, and I'm just yeah. a bit pissed that I can't be there. On, well, at the moment, can't be there on Saturday night. But That's it. That's it. There's, there's still hope. Always hope. Yeah. There's always hope. Shifts yeah. have been cancelled a lot lately, so I'm until I don't get the message on Saturday, I'm still holding out a little bit of hope that I'll be there Saturday night. That's it. Cross those fingers and toes. Yes. That's it, mate. But yeah, hopefully we see you on Saturday. That'll be sick. Yeah. I'll be there in spirit if not. So. Oh, yeah, I know. I know you will be. But, um, yeah, we're, once... we're looking forward to seeing you, yeah, that's for sure. Yes, and um, once again, um, these interviews, everyone, uh, like I've never wanted an interview to end that I've done, and this is no exception. Like it might have only been an hour and a quarter, but the stuff me and Tim have been talking about has been quality. I'd have Tim or anyone from those left behind back on again in the future easily. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, mate. I'll throw a ring at you again. I'll actually be able to send you the link to this um, interview very shortly, Tim, because um, I've just got to do a bit of a trailer before this interview and then it'll be uploaded within probably half an hour, if that. Yes, Dick, I'll make sure to send it to Brennan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And 
I will be playing Mark My Words on tomorrow's part of two of the podcast, so you will hear it on tomorrow's Hell part. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If you want to hear it uh, in person, head down to uh, Hole of Love next Saturday night. It's definitely in the set, we promise. <laughs> and, um, yeah, go see – no, actually, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say go see those left behind. and <laughs> Do go and see Grave Risk, Pendle Hill. Priorities and ransom. That wasn't me trying to rat them out. They're good as well. But always go yeah, see the It's going to be sick night. Yes. Party everywhere. Uh, 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 all right, mate. I'll, I'll leave you to it. But, uh, yeah, take care of yourself, mate. I'll talk to you again soon. No worries, Tim. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, brother. Take care. Catch up. Bye. Bye.